Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are avid listeners to this show and you're like, hey, this is the most unusual title and show description I have seen so far in eight years. You are correct. This is the first time I've actually interviewed somebody who has left being Amish that I'm aware of because nobody else who has left being Amish that has been on the show has admitted it. So I don't know if that's happened. So we are having an ex-Amish expert in health on today to talk not only about her life, but also her expertise, which really comes down to working with nutrition for hormones. And we are going to talk about that because it's so, so important, especially for uh, those of you out there who are like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I have zero sex drive. I have no desire. And I know that you guys, if you are avid listeners, you know that there are multiple different reasons why that might be going on you might have sexual inhibitors sexual exciters you might have more inhibitors than exciters you might the context might be off there might be psychological things going on traumas but when it comes down to certain things like um, hormones nutrition is an amazing way to be able to regulate your hormones and lizzie ends is an expert um, she is a board certified nutritionist who specializes in working with hormones um, especially so I will give you a little bit more brief on, on her. Um, Lizzie has given me the briefest bio ever. So I'm probably going to add some stuff that I know about her <laughs> in the bio. <laughs> so it was really cute. I loved it because uh, actually when her, when Lizzie's bio came in, I was like, I, I said to my mom, I'm like, oh, mom, you got to see, this is like the best bio I've ever read. It's like one line, so concise. It just wraps it up. My mom's like, yeah, that's just how everybody's bio should be. I'm like, then I asked my mom, I'm like, what would your bio like look like? My mom has like fit over 50 years of experience working in health. And she'd just be like, I work with bodies. <laughs> I'm like, that would be, okay, mom, you have like 5 million certifications, but all right, that's awesome. Just keep it. I brief. love it. <laughs> so, oh, I was like, oh man, you couldn't be more general if you tried. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so Yeah. I love it too. And so um, for those of you who are listening and you're like, who is this Lizzie Enns and why does she sound so famous? It's because I project the energy at her that she is going to be famous. I like to think that um, the first time I heard Lizzie speak was in, um, I was in the US in December of 2022, which for those of you listening in the future, it might be 2029. But this is when I, I met Lizzie and uh, listening to her story right afterwards, I was like, I want to talk to her about her Amish life and 
all saying sex about the Amish, but I understand she actually has expertise in other areas. So I do want to talk <laughs> uh, about all of those things. I don't want to completely put you on the spot for all things Amish and sex, but I'm sure we could talk about that forever. <laughs> so Lizzie, I'm yeah. really grateful that you made the time because I know you're super busy and you have a lot of interviews that you're doing lately, especially since your book came out, which is amazing. And yeah. uh, if you can let the listeners know about your book, how to find your book, where they can purchase it. Um, some fun bits of content that they might find in there. That would be awesome. Absolutely. You go to lizzieends.com and that's where, where you can buy the book. And I have a button for Canadian and a button for the U.S. So if you're from Canada and you're wanting to buy the book, you can go to that, that Canada button and buy the book from there. Awesome. Super simple. And I will be doing that. I intended to do that a few weeks ago and then I got sidetracked by I'm so getting the book because um, I've heard from the CEO, CEO of this station. She loved your story and she loved your book. So she um, she's like, you got to read the book. I'm like, I'm going to get the book. So <laughs> I'll be getting the book. It's awesome. You have to. Yeah. So so the title um, when I was talking to Lizzie about doing this show, the title that Lizzie sent me, and I think it's such an, a great title, was medical system failure, what's next? And for some of you listening, you might be like, well, what does that title have to do with anything? It has to do with literally everything. And I hope you guys enjoy, if you're watching the video, my amazing um, video uh, <laughs> things going on here. <laughs> so I, I'm just gonna wait um, for my producer to allow me to have video again. And maybe I won't be allowed to have video again because this is a fun and interesting day. Here we go, I'm back. All right. So, so uh, the title, why I say it's an important title is because so many people are feeling very failed by the medical system. They're not getting the information they need. Um, sometimes they don't know what tests to ask for. So, you know, you might go in and you're like, well, I have a problem. And the doctor's like, well, what, what do you want me to do? And you're like, but I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what to ask for. Um, so I think it's great. I want you to kind of just give us a little... I originally thought we were going to talk about your life first, but we'll talk about your life after because I think we're going to talk about the title first about like, why is it important to know that so many people have experienced medical system failure and like, what can they do about it? Absolutely. Those are all the people that come to me. And I'm sure that you have experienced that as well. But the most common thing that I hear when people come to me is by the time that they get to me, They've gone to the doctor, they have asked for labs, and there's two things that happen there. Either the lab results come back and the doctor goes, everything's within normal range, you're fine, you're good. There's nothing else I can do for you, but they don't feel good. They don't feel well at all. And so their body is telling them that they don't feel good, but the doctor's saying you're fine because things are within the normal range. But the thing about that is the normal range of labs that they go off of the pathological ranges are not the ranges that we want to be looking at. So in the functional field, we look yeah. at a much more narrow gap of where we want to see those numbers. So let's just take uh, ferritin for an example. Someone's ferritin, mm -hmm. the, the pathological range of ferritin might be 25 to 300. If you get to a 30, they're going to be like, hey, you're fine. You're, because in you're, with, you're in the normal range. Yeah. 
And that's that's a problem that we run into is the the ranges are so wide. And as long as they're not in the red, the doctor's going to go, I don't know, or I can't help you. I had someone tell me last yeah. week that her doctor told her that she has to get worse before she can get better, which meant she has to get worse wow. before he can help her because the medication was the answer. So they needed to get to a certain level in the labs low enough in order for the doctor to prescribe the medication. But the reality is we don't have to wait and we don't have to get worse in order to get better. That's one. And then the second thing about medical system failure is our insurance. I am not sure I'm a little familiar with Canada insurance and how the healthcare system works there, but in, in the U S and even in, in other parts of the world as well, because I have clients from other areas of the world too, the insurance will only cover so much. And so the doctors, some doctors are strapped because they're tied to the insurance companies where they, they are not actually able to order the labs that they need to because they have these set of rules to follow and they, they're in this little box of symptoms. So if a client doesn't fit in that box of symptoms, they're not going to order the labs that they need to order. And then the other part of that I've experienced is some doctors won't order the labs because they don't know how to, how to read them or they don't know what yeah. to do about them if they are off. And so they don't want Absolutely. to deal with them. I have to totally agree with you. I have a lot of um, people who will show up and go, "This is, these are my results. I'm like, so what did your doctor say about your results? My doctor didn't say anything. I'm like, so why on earth did your doctor send you to get this lab work done and then give you no information after? Mm-hmm. Or they tell you you're normal. And yes, it's that range, right? Of 30 to 300 and you're at 75. So you're normal or you're at 30, so you're, but you're anemic. <laughs> and you're like, but wait a second, I'm anemic. Yeah. Uh, well, when we were talking about blood ferritin levels, and look at my beautiful video again. The universe is doing some beautiful art with me today. For those of you who are watching, I'm just like, wow, fascinating. <laughs> we'll get this back on track. But for those of you who not who are not watching video, you get to have the beauty of my voice not stopping. So good for you because we've had that experience before too, haven't we? So you guys are awesome listeners that you have the patience to be listening for eight years of sometimes my interrupted internet. <laughs> so I appreciate that. <laughs> so um, some of the other things, I know you do a lot of things with lab work, um, especially blood work. Um, mm-hmm. And you do a bunch of other, you you request a bunch of other labs. So what are some of the things that when you're working with people that you find are some of the key factors that you look at to determine what they need? Absolutely. It surprises me how few doctors check cortisol. Cortisol is such a big one. And it always surprises me how few doctors check that one. That's one. And then the other thing is connecting the dots with the thyroid and Mm -hmm. then looking at just a general CMP, CBC, and looking at the potential vitamin and mineral deficiencies in there. So we're always looking for clues. When doctors look at labs, they're looking for diagnosis. Yes. When 
I look at labs, I'm looking for clues of what is the body telling us and where are their imbalances and where do we need to bring things in? What do we need to bring in to, to help start the body heal and bring homeostasis back into the body? So in the functional field where I work in, it's not about looking for a diagnosis, it's looking for clues and pieces of the puzzle of why is the body feeling the way that it is and what can we do about it? So we're looking for insufficiency and deficiency. And exactly. nine times out of 10, within that first week of getting someone on the right nutrition plan and bringing some supplements in to bring those deficiencies up and, and bringing like adequate levels of vitamins and minerals in, they start feeling better. So it's about looking for those clues and looking for the root causes of things. An example would be your thyroid. A thyroid problem is never just a thyroid problem. It's always going to be something else. So how well is your liver functioning? What's the cholesterol doing? If someone has cholesterol that's really off, well, the chances are pretty high that there's something going to be happening within the thyroid as well. And if the liver's not functioning properly, the thyroid conversion may be effective because 60% of that thyroid conversion happens in the liver. So we have to look at the organs as well. Absolutely. Looking for pieces. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that in allopathic medicine, it often gets missed, right? Because you're right. Mm -hmm. They're looking for, you have to give a diagnosis in order. I think also part of it is in order to get paid, you have to have um, as a doctor, and I could be wrong about this, but as far as I know in Canada is that if, as long as you have a diagnosis, even if you're diagnosing that the person has a cold, um, then you can charge. So in Canada, we have a healthcare system where most things are covered, not all things, mm -hmm. but most things. And then some people go to private doctors and then there's, of course, there's insurance that covers other things too, but uh, they're, and I don't go to doctors, so I don't I don't remember no. what it's like. I haven't been for like 25 years. <laughs> so so um yeah. Anyhow, um the I think one of the things that happens is that there usually is the need for a diagnosis mm -hmm. um, in order to get payment. Too bad my grandpa's not alive still. He was an allopathic doctor. Um, I could have asked him. But I know that even for him, when when the medical system changed in Canada, it was hugely disappointing for him when it got, he was actually disappointed when we got coverage. He said because he couldn't spend the time that he wanted to with his patients mm -hmm. because he was allotted a certain amount of time that he could get covered for. He was only allowed to cover a certain number of issues at a time. But he was a country doctor, so he would still drive and do like house calls. Um, and he would just say that people went to his office because people couldn't go. So he just did his job. Wow. Um, but he was old school, right? He studied medicine in the 1940s. So he was still studying when things were just on the edge of switching over from from what we would have is more what we would call functional medicine mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. to yeah. what is now more allopathic or using pharmaceuticals right so it was kind of that that time and age of things switching over so yeah, at one point I actually looked at my grandpa's like collection of he had this like really great thing under his um in his office he had a home office and in his home office he had this uh, cupboard and in the cupboard he had like old old homeopathic medicines in ball and bottles and he had his own like little lab where he would make his That's own remedies so and cool. for the you know for the people who couldn't afford stuff he's like here's a little 
slap this on and he would make his own little things in his secret lab in his house. It was very cool. Um, but he was an unusual doctor, but he was actually my inspiration for working with uh, with bodies in general. And I would look at his medical textbooks when I was a kid. It was just like fun for me to go to his house and let's go look at the biggest cyst you ever saw, grandpa. Let's look at that in a medical textbook. And he would be like, here you go. Here's the biggest cyst I ever saw. So that was that was always fun. Um, but yeah, so I think, and I think there is a way that we can be like, I, I bring this up because I think there is a way that we can actually work. Um, functional medicine can absolutely work with allopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because most functional medical people know this. It's the allopathic people who yeah. are in denial yeah. that this would actually be a really good fit. So I'm looking forward to the day when there is like, a union and everybody mm -hmm. is working together and it, the approach is very very inclusive and very holistic that'll be amazing i'm looking forward to it i do think it's going to happen i know um in some countries even in europe especially in germany there's a lot more crossover which is quite cool um that that exists so yeah um, i wanted to talk to you more about some things we're going to head to our first commercial break because 15 minutes on this show goes really fast and the show will be over in five seconds more we don't feel like that so you um so listeners thank you for listening you are uh we're going to have a commercial break we're not leaving yet you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices and network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight I'm having an awesomely fun conversation with Miss Lizzie Enns. Mrs. Lizzie Enns. She's married, so she's Mrs. Miss. <laughs> I always get those wrong. Does it matter? 
it's Lizzie Enns. <laughs> so we are talking all about, well, the conversation really is about health, um, but we are also looking at different aspects of health, how maybe the medical system has failed a lot of people, why it's failed, some of the things that it's lacking, and it's not necessarily as a fault of physicians, um, it's it's fault of the systems, I think, yeah. uh, that the systems are not set up for people to be successful. Unless you're going to private practices, especially in the US, if you're going to some of the private practices where they can do the work that they would actually like to do, it's a little bit tricky. So, and we're not here to knock the medical profession either. We're here to be like yeah. grateful for them because you know, if if right now I fell out of this chair and even though it's a shortfall, but I cracked my head open and I would want somebody to be able to like stitch that up Although technically I could, but it's really hard to stitch my own head up um, without like a mirror. But I'd want somebody to be there just to like make sure that I was going to be fine. Right. So absolutely. There's a place for everything. And what Lizzie was talking about before break was that when she's working with people and looking at their labs and different different things that are showing up, like mineral deficiencies, thyroid function, different hormones that are maybe low or high or even ferritin levels. And what does that mean and what you can do for people? nutritionally and the importance of nutrition and getting people on different vitamins and, and minerals so that their bodies can function optimally. And I know for some of you, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, it's food, it's nutrition. But guess what? If you have crappy nutrition, you have a crappy sex life. I know that that sounds um, silly to some of you listening. You're like, yeah, why does it matter? Oh, it matters. And I, I bet you I bet you that Lizzie knows why. So let's ask her. So <laughs> Lizzie, what would be the impact on somebody's sex life if they are having, let's say, for example, like they have a daily, I'll give you a daily diet and I'll give you some random labs, just like off the top of my head. Just okay. So, okay, so the person's eating. Um, so for breakfast, they're eating, uh, let's say some, they're having three cups of coffee uh, with um, two uh, double doubles they're having three double doubles Ooh. of coffee in the morning mm -hmm. um, they're also having some uh, deep fried uh, potatoes because that's what they Yum. really love <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna de we're gonna deep fry them in canola oil and then we're gonna have some some uh, side order of I, I gotta think of something gross like I don't eat this stuff so I gotta think of it we're going to slap on some, oh, just for fun on the potatoes. We're just going to put like, like four tablespoons of ketchup. And then on the side of that, because we want to be healthy, we're going to have, um, we're going to have maybe like a slice of orange, but only one, because you don't want to overdo the fruit or anything like that. Right. Cause you just, in case you don't want to go too far on that. And then, you know, you, you want to have like a really nice big hunk of white bread and then your labs come back and your body is showing like, wait a second, you have, oh, wait a second. You have really low iron. You have really low vitamin C because I know that Lizzie loves vitamin C. <laughs> you have really low vitamin C. You have, oh, look, your cortisol is insane. What's going on? And, oh, wait a second. What else do you have? Oh, you're not. Oh, I can also tell that there's something else going on. And you reported that you're not sleeping. And I don't know why that would be. Like, if somebody actually came to you with that kind of situation, right? Like, what are 
what would their sex life be like? Do you, can you imagine? Like how would their body be functioning? Well, they're probably in adrenal fatigue and Mm -hmm. they're probably, uh, and because of that, their cortisol is also all checked up. So they're not sleeping. They're probably waking up at like 2 a.m. every morning, being awake for an hour. Um, I can also tell you that their cholesterol is probably completely checked up, which means their thyroid is potentially off as well, which the thyroid is the metabolism is, is the fuel to your metabolism. So that's probably going on. And my guess is they're extremely inflamed and bloated and probably have some constipation going on. And so think about that and low energy, like they're going to have all pretty sexy, low right? energy. Yeah. So if you feel like that, are you really <laughs> going to feel sexy? Right. So probably not. You're going to be like, get <laughs> off of me. I don't have time for you because I just worked all day. I have no energy. I don't want to be touched yeah. because I feel disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. And on top so of that, this is how nutrition can affect your sex life. Yes. And, and on top of that, it. they're probably not exercising. They're probably no, not work- no. working out. So their testosterone is, you know, in the pit Way low. And, and their endorphins are low. And they're potentially depressed. Potentially, yes. Potentially. More than likely. Potentially. More than likely. The odds are really I like that high. you said potentially. The chances are really high that there's some depression. We're laughing about this, but this is really common. This is like probably like the most common scenario of, of like people that I come across. So that's why I kind of like throwing it out yeah. there. Um, and I laugh, but I'm sad about it because I also think it's devastating that we don't have the information or that if we are given the information about how to work our health, we're like, I don't have the time. And I think one of the the things that most I hear from most people is it sounds like so much work when I'm like, these are some key things you could just change in your, your daily life. Like I'm not asking you to become a new person and start a new religion. I'm just asking you to change a few things. Starting a new religion is a big job. Like think about what Jesus had to do to do that. So I'm not asking you to do that. That's a whole I'm different asking thing. You, yeah, yeah. It's a whole other situation. I'm just asking you to change a few things, to get your life back so, on track. So let's take that breakfast, for example, and just give a couple examples of how you can actually make that better. All right. Yeah. So instead of having three cups of double shot coffees, you're going to eat breakfast first before you drink the coffee. Okay. You're actually going to put some cream or milk in the coffee so that the caffeine doesn't spike your blood sugars as much and it doesn't affect your cortisol as much. Therefore, it doesn't affect your adrenals as much. So you can put a little bit of that and some maple syrup or honey in it, and it's going to keep it a little bit more stable. And then with the potatoes, what we're going to do is have some protein with it. You're going to have potatoes, have them fried in canola oil if you want to. We're just going to make it a little bit better. (laughs) We're going to make a hash and do like onions and bell peppers. And we're going to make a potato hash with onions and bell peppers and eggs. And then you have an orange with it. That's it. And sometimes what you, if it sounds overwhelming, what you need to do is go, okay, Let's look at what I'm already doing and how can I just Mm -hmm. change two things that is going to make it better. And that's where you start because what I tell my clients is you can't get to to step 10. If you cannot do step one, you have to do step one first and work your way all the way up to step 10, 20, 40, whatever step you want to get to. But 
it shouldn't be so overwhelming that it paralyzes you to the point of not being able to start. So to start small. And, and I have heard so many people feel like, you know, sometimes after advice or being given, even, even from like functional medical doctors, like they feel overwhelmed, right? They're like, mm-hmm. whoa, I have to take, I, I got to do all of these changes. And, and you're right. It's like one at a time and you add, and it's like, so this week you might start with one vitamin and the next week you're going to add another vitamin and it's okay. Like, yeah, we're not trying to change you a hundred percent because that's also an overwhelm emotionally. And if you're overwhelmed yeah. emotionally, you're not going to be successful usually, yeah. unless you're somebody who thrives on that. And for those of you who love like listening to this show, you know, you've heard conversations about BDSM and people sometimes love having, having the, um, not being successful. It's like a turn on. So if it's your turn on to not be successful, that's cool too. But that's like a whole other conversation. Is that a, a thing? Different topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People love punishment. Oh, girlfriend, we can talk about that. Yeah, it's a thing. I actually have a a friend, her entire career is based on, um, she's a BDSM coach, life coach, and she actually like, and and she's a dominatrix. And she will, yeah, if somebody needs to like a spanking to get them motivated, she spanks them to get them motivated. She does a lot of things. I have, I've had her on the show a few times. So she's fascinating. Her life is very cool. <laughs> but that is how how she operates and she actually works people out of a lot of their trauma wow. using those methods so for some people who who need that kind of approach that it is does exist but a lot of people don't a lot of people just need to know that there's a simple method mm-hmm. you can get your vitamins you can get your minerals you can do certain things get your enzymes up there so you're actually breaking down the food yep get your body so it's less stressed, right? So those cortisol levels, when they're spiking, your body is too stressed to heal. And for those of you who listen to the show, you know, I've talked about this a million times. It's like that signal that goes from your, your amygdala to your thyroid, to your adrenals and this cycle that happens. And it's like, it keeps your body in fight or flight. And until that calms down, you are going to be in a jacked up mode for a really long time. And when we are, Unless that is your pleasure center where you really love being like stressed and under duress. And for some people, that's true. If that's your pleasure center, that's different. But for most people, it's actually incredibly um, debilitating for their sex life. So you want to be able to get your body to a place where you are feeling like Lizzie was talking about homeostasis. It was really good for bringing the sex drive back. Actually knowing what your body likes when it's not under stress and then not having to respond out of like reaction, you know, because I think too, when we're on really high, um, like when your cortisol is really high or if you're, or if your adrenals, if, if you're feeling burned out or stressed out, your reactions to people are going to be very different than if you are calm and your body is in homeostasis. You're going to have anger reactions, which are going to cause problems in a relationship in the long run. And I know it seems like why on earth would your, why would your body be affected by food? Um, But guess what? There's biochemical reactions. And I'm sure when we come back from break, Lizzie, if you can like uh, walk us through a few things, um, like we talked about the, how we could change up that person's crazy diet in the morning. Um, And I know you work with a lot of other things too, because I've seen you doing like workouts online as well. And you do a bunch of other things. Um, 
what are some of the things that you find in, you can think about this when we go to break, um, what are some of the main things that you find complaints from, especially women that are coming to you, um, if they're coming to you with complaints about their sex drive or is it like dry vagina? I, I know I say these things just randomly and some people are like, that's so uncomfortable. But <laughs> if they come, if they're coming to you with these issues, um, what what are some of the main complaints that you're finding um, with people and are do you find that people are talking about their sex life or are they avoiding it? So I'd love to hear about that um, when we come back from break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. I'm so glad you guys are listening in tonight to find out all about nutrition, your life, and we're going to get into a little bit of some fun questions about the Amish, too, coming up soon. But I first wanted to get back to Lizzie and find out um, two things. So first and foremost, if you want to get a hold of Lizzie, you can go to lizzieends.com. You can book time with her, book consultations with her. You can get her book as well. Um, and you have another, do you have another website as well, Lizzie? I don't have written down. Maybe I do. Right now. 
I yeah. do. Can you share the other that? Yeah. It's uh, the other website is undietyourself.live. Undietyourself.live. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who are, yes, you can book. I think that's the one where you can go book the yes, consultation. That's where right? you can undietyourself.live. Mm -hmm. And you can go get the book and you can read all about Lizzie and have fun. And, um, and you can look forward to the movie because I already swear there's going to be a movie, like just wait three to five years. There will be a movie about Lizzie's life. And then you guys can be like, Hey, I saw her on the pleasure zone. Not so cool. So, <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> I know her. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny who I've actually had on this show. And then it's like, Whoa, look how famous they are. That's wild. Um, you have a part um, in that. I don't know if I did. I like to think that I contributed a little bit somehow, some somewhere like sending good vibes out. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um, so I think, yeah. So what I wanted to, uh, what I was asking you about before we went to break was what are, um, what are some of the common things or do people talk about that with you? Do you find that like women are secretly going, oh, I have this issue. It's sexual. And you're like, all right, let's get your labs done and see what's happening. It's not, uh, it's not something that's in the forefront for people, but I usually have to dick and just find mm -hmm. out like, Hey, is this an issue for you? And you know, if they're a mom with a lot of kids and um, or tired all the time, which is pretty common. That's definitely something that is typically an issue. Now, I will say this, though, I have had I have had clients in the past that their health was not great at all and, and they really needed to do some healing. But because of the relationship that they had with their spouse, their sex life didn't didn't suffer because that that was the one thing that they felt like they didn't have an issue with um which oh. is was pretty eye-opening for me because for many in that situation and feeling the way they do and their health in the, in the place that it was that typically becomes an issue so it does so that's yeah. very cool to have that um difference I think I attract a lot of people who've gone through traumas so uh, they usually have the issues are there and then it affects their, their health and the relationship. So that's so nice to hear that some people are having loving, health, healthy sex lives with their partners and there's something else going on. So that's yeah. really cool. And yeah. so when you're working with them, obviously you're going through their labs, you're helping them with nutrition. And for the most part, are you finding that like when after, you know, you're working with them for like, uh, you know, I think your program is usually three months. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you do three months since, are mm -hmm. you finding like a lot of the reports back are saying, wow, actually like my life is coming back to me. I I'm starting to like, maybe not a hundred percent, but it's starting to at least start to like bring back some feelings of like normalcy for them. Absolutely. The first, the two first things that people usually start noticing is that they start feeling better. So more, they get more energy and that's a big piece. The big piece of that is their nutrition and what their diet looks like. So really coming in and most of my women that I work with, they, they need to eat more. And so the reason that yeah. they are tired is because they are not eating enough and specifically not eating enough protein. And so once they start fueling their body and giving their body the energy that it really needs to function optimally, because here's the thing. 
you can survive on less calories. So let's just take your basal metabolic rate, for example. Let's say your basal metabolic rate is 1500. That's 1500 calories that your body at a bare minimum needs to uh, keep functioning, even if you're Netflixing all day on the couch. Does it, do people still do that? Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do? They really so do. You, yeah, still, yeah, they do. you still get hungry if you do that, right? Yeah. You can survive on less calories than that. You can stay alive because the body is so extremely smart. It's going to start pulling from other areas. But what I tell everybody is you can survive, but that doesn't mean that you are functioning optimally. That doesn't mean you're sleeping well. It doesn't mean you have energy. It doesn't mean you have you feel good. And for most people, they're not losing weight at that state, even though they are in That's a right. massive calorie deficit. But because their body is so focused on keeping them alive and pulling energy from other areas, whether it's organs, fat cells, bones, whatever it is, it's going to pull wherever it can because it's so extremely smart. That's when it goes into survival mode. And where people don't understand is that you actually need more calories in order to feel better and get your metabolism going again and heal the gut, the hormones and the thyroid and get your energy back up. So you actually feel like doing the things that you need to do in order to get healthy and lose the weight that you want to lose. I love that. I love that because I totally freaking agree. And I've given, I've given people like recommendations, um, at like, like here, here's a, here, just try this for a day and see what that looks like. And they're like, that's a lot of food. I'm like, I know you actually require more nutrients than you think you do. And this is how you're going to get them. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's funny, but we, we really do. And, and I, what I think like you grew up, you grew up Amish surprise in case people didn't know um, <laughs> that when you're working hard all day long and you don't get to Netflix at night, um, you're working hard and you're eating hearty, right? So growing up, what was, what were some of the things like when you got out of being Amish, what were some of the things you noticed about the food? I would think that the food would be something you would have noticed pretty fast. Like, Whoa, okay. what are these people eating? Yeah. What was that like yeah. for you to see that? My, I, I, I had to completely change my taste buds because the way that I was eating at home, there was not really any food like that around anywhere else. But I will tell you, I was like a microwave is the best thing in the world because I don't have to cook. I can just pop it in there. And like two seconds later, I got dinner. And now I'm like, I will not touch that microwave from two miles away. Keep it away from me. But so microwaves and uh, frozen dinners and going through a drive-thru were like my three big things where I was like, yes, I don't have to cook. I've cooked for, you know, 19 years of my life. I don't have to anymore. Wow. But it was interesting because I, I started gaining weight just doing that. And I realized after a few years, I'm like, this isn't working. Like, this is not healthy. And what's yeah. different? Now, I will say this, though. In the Amish community, you would think that they eat very healthy. You're right. They eat very hearty, but hearty, they, yeah. eat, they eat, uh, they, they should be eating really healthy. They grow, they have their own gardens and they raise their own animals. For, 
they should be, but there's a lot of sugar. There's a lot of sugar that gets eaten. There's a lot of fried foods. Like they fry their, their meat, like so many things. And there's there's a lot of really heavy stuff, lots of butter and cream and fried in lard too, right? Like lard, yeah, like fried. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good stuff makes it taste so good. Lard will make the best pie crust you'll ever have. Right. I know my mom used to make pie crust out of lard back in the day. (laughs) Yep. Yep. But, but the reality is, is when you, when you look at the health of them, they're not that healthy. And what I, because there's, there's diabetes, there's heart disease, there's cancer, there's all of those things in there. And from the outside in people think, oh, they're so healthy because they grow all their own stuff. But they're not because of the way they cook it. And what I tell people is hearty. they're eating hearty, (laughs) but you cannot outwork. It's the perfect example of you cannot outwork a bad diet. Oh, I love it. That's so cool to, to hear. I do know, um, cause I randomly get to speak with the Amish in our area. Um, I'm allowed to speak with the women. And one, one of them actually said to me that one of the biggest problems they have is that like neighbors bringing candy to their kids and, and they let their kids eat it, but they're like, we just don't have the things to like take care of their teeth after they've eaten all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have the I was like, so why aren't they bringing you toothpaste then and like bringing yeah. you or taking you to the dentist, like helping you out that way instead of bringing you candy or not bring you candy wow. at all. Yeah. So yeah, there's apparently like a big rush on candy for the Amish kids in this area and they're all getting candy, candy and sleds. I don't know. It's weird. Interesting. <laughs> like, they all got sleds. They all got plastic sleds and candy. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> crazy. It's really weird. that's pretty weird (laughs) so we got uh we're gonna head to our next break and when we come back I got some interesting fun naughty questions for you about you know what do you know about Amish and sex life the sex lives of the Amish people is he so we'll talk about that in our last 10 minutes so you're listening to the pleasure zone my sweet pleasure seekers will be right back after this commercial break are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Jelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So for those of you who have been listening to the show, we've been talking a lot about nutrition, how it affects the body. Um, I mean, I'm sure Lizzie could talk 
for a very long time about nutrition how it affects the body because as a board certified nutritionist to get to get that um, license I know in Canada to get that license it's like you're studying the anatomy that's equivalent to the anatomy that uh, medical doctors study. You're studying beyond the nutrition that dietitians study because nutrition and dietitians are not the same. You are studying biochemistry of bodies and you're understanding lab work. So it's actually a really big position. So for those of you who are like, ah, nutritionists, yeah, a lot of nutritionists walk away from after they've had their their um, certification, they walk away because they feel pretty, um, I know many, so I just, everyone I know, um, except for you, Lizzie, has pretty much walked away after having their certifications because they find it incredibly frustrating trying to work with people uh, and people seeing the value of their work. So it's also in Canada, it's, it's a little maybe different, but um, I think it's uh, fantastic that you have a thriving business and you have been helping so many people, especially like working with hormones. And I think it's so funny, like to me, it's an irony. You, you grew up in a culture where probably you never even heard the word hormone in your life. And then no. this is like your specialty. So funny. So growing up, I'm just curious, like, like when you got your period, did you even know what was happening? Or was this like a mystery of the universe that happened to your body? Like what happened? This is the perfect question. I'm so happy you asked. I, <laughs> I I was 10 and knew nothing about periods. And wow. I, I was still like going to school. And uh, I, I remember like that morning, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. I have to go to the hospital. So I, I run downstairs and I'm like, I tell my mom, I'm like, Hey, I'm bleeding. Like I, something's wrong with me. I have to go to the hospital. She's like, Oh, it's not a big deal. You can stay home from school today. And then she like proceeds to tell me like, this is going to happen all the time. And I was like, what? This is not possible. No warning. Oh, how scary. I, no warning, nothing. And I was like, mom, I have a test at school today. I can't skip school. I have to go to school. And she goes, and we walked three miles each way to go to school, three miles in the morning, three miles in the afternoon. And she goes, okay, you can go to school, but you can't run. You can only walk. So anytime you're on your period, you're not allowed to run. You can <laughs> only walk. That's so funny. That is the funniest rule I've ever heard. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, I went to school, That's but so I, was in, I was in shock the entire day because I was like, what is happening to my body? There. I couldn't <laughs> Oh man, that was the, that was my intro to learning wow. about periods. Oh, that must have been frightening. It was so, frightening. It was frightening. So when you left Amish, did you you I know you had like you for those of you who haven't read a book, when you read a book and you hear a story, you know that uh, Lizzie was helping out one of her sisters who had a baby. Mm-hmm. Like you, you knew babies existed because your mom. There's 18 of you, right? Or there's 19. Like there's 19. 19. Yeah. Sorry, 19. Yeah. <laughs> 18 siblings. Don't forget Holy one. <laughs> so your mom definitely knows how to have sex, but did she ever talk to you about what that is? Like after you had your period, did you have any like, hey, these things could happen, and this could cause you to have a baby? There was like nothing happening there, like no discussion. Nothing ever happened ever. Like they did not tell us anything. I found out at one point when my mom, I remember when my mom had like 
my three or four youngest siblings. And at some point, someone told me, yes, babies grow in your belly. And I was like, what? Wow. Where do they come out? Like, it was so bizarre to me. I'm and like, so they're they like, oh, there? how did they get in? <laughs> and how do they get out? Oh, they come out of your vagina. And I was like, what? How is that possible? So that's not even possible. So um, th- that got explained to me, but not from my parents. That was from a friend of mine in school. Wow. And then um, I didn't get told anything about sex until I got to the dating age, which was like 16. And the only thing my mom said was when the, the day that I was going to start dating, she said, keep your clothes on. That was it. That was it. Nothing else. Just wow. keep your clothes on. So when you yeah. ran away, did you even know what sex was? Like when you're 19, you run away and you're like you're joining the world of the outside world where sex at 19 is pretty common. Like, I know well, we only have two minutes left, but what a great conversation. This could be at another time. Just let's entice them for the next conversation, Lizzie. Like, what was your, like, did you know about it? And like, what, how did you approach that? I, I did know about it um, by, by that time. And let's be real, Melissa. We grew up on a farm. We saw a lot of things. Okay, so you saw animals doing things. You saw yeah. animals doing things. So you yeah. get curious. Um, I, 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 I did and you'll learn like when you read the book you'll you'll see how I learned about it I'm not gonna oh, say cool. it right now but you'll I see how it. I so go about get the book it. and learn that's learn right how Lizzie learned about it <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome but now I, I wondered if there was like conversations or if like does the mother pass this information on or is it kind of hush hush and you do have to watch the animals and go hey the doggy just What's did that? that to the other doggy what was that and the, why are the cats making that noise because I remember thinking that when I was 12 like Oh, my cats are dying outside. And my mom's like, they're not dying. Just chill out. And I'm like, but why is the cat hurt? And mom's like, it's not hurt. And then finally she surrendered and she's like, it's making babies. I'm like, that sounds awful. I was mortified. I was like, I don't think I want to make babies if that's what it's like. Like that poor cat. That sounds awful. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we had had conversations and as teenagers, teenagers uh, talk. So it, it would always come around eventually. But as far as like when when they're pregnant, they don't really tell anybody. Like my mom was pregnant so many times and they never told us that she was going to have a baby ever. Wild. And then all of a sudden, Miracle Baby shows up. Oh, yeah. The la- my yeah, last, the my last. I, no, it was not. I think it was my last sister. I can't remember. One of my one of one of my younger sisters. She I remember waking up one morning and. I just hear baby cry and I go downstairs and there she was. Wow. That's wild. If you guys have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have with Lizzie, go get her book at lizzieends.com. You can go find her at undiet.live as well. Um, I want to thank you, Lizzie, for being on the show. I'm sure we could have more conversations about this because I have lots of questions about the Amish and their lifestyles, but also about you and your expertise. So I look forward to talking to you again uh, sometime soon. So for those of you listening, stay tuned in and tuned on, turned on, and turned here on until next week. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life.
by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.